ladies and gentlemen, this is the NASCAR Vanilla Wafer Podcast. Get all your results, news, and rankings here from this channel. Now give it up for your host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers. The news just keeps on coming and the world gets crazier and crazier with the COVID-19 pandemic. What's up, everybody? This is the Vanilla Wafers Podcast with Vanilla Wafers. Thank you guys all for tuning in today. Now, first off, let me just say, I don't know about you guys, but I am starting to go crazy here in my household as I am probably on week five of getting furloughed and locked down in my state to the point where I am getting ready to attack my own family members that live here because they're driving me insane. I mean, for crying out loud, this podcast has been going on for a couple of weeks and I'm having arguments with personas that I've made up that are me just using a different voice. That's how crazy I'm getting around here. But you know what? We're going to keep going until I go into full insanity. We're going to be covering the news in the racing world. There's actually quite a bit of news to cover on today regarding speed runs on careers, new qualifying standards, and a potential schedule layout here for the future of the 2020 season. So let's get into it. This is today's news. We're going to be starting off with the biggest news of this week, and that is the probably the fastest speed run in ending a career that I have seen in a very, very long time. I think the person who was actually just as fast, maybe even a little faster, was Jerry Mayfield back in 2009 when he was busted with uh, methamphetamine in his system. Of course, that was all allegedly um, with the whole situation with Brian Ferentz. We don't know if it's true or not, but let me just say he sped run his career. But the one who's running really close to him has been the number 42 car of Kyle Larson. As it was announced earlier this week, after he said a racial slur during an Easter race in the Mazda Madness, we all know what it is. If, if you have not, uh, check it out on Twitter. It's basically everywhere at this point. Um, he lost his sponsors with Credit One Bank, McDonald's, as well as Chevrolet and even World of Outlaw has also uh, banned him until he does the sensitivity training. And Chip Ganassi has let him go in that number 42 car. So Kyle Larson went from one of the top drivers to basically the bum or black eye of NASCAR at the moment. And it's been a really unfortunate situation. But honestly, this is what needs to ha happen in this situation. It does not matter. This is not uh argument about freedom of speech or anything like that this is someone violating a rule about discrimination against a certain race no matter who it was the person violated it and they have to be let go now there is speculations on who's going to be taking over that 42 car a lot of people are saying ross chastain in the number six car at the moment he was also driving the number 77 car may come into that spot however he is still with the number six machine so i don't see him being in that car as of yet until he's done with ryan newman seat in the number six car however there is also speculations that jay mcmurray may come back into the car since he has had um, a partnership with mcdonald's as well as credit one bank and some of those other sponsors as well so we could see jay mcmurray come back from retirement in some unfortunate circumstances but the speed run for kyle larson is in the final steps and it looks like his racing career may be done at the moment we might see him in the future but i don't see any sponsorship really picking him up anytime soon 
The entry list for the Richmond race has been released and it's quite lower than what a lot of people were suspecting. They only have 26 cars that were entered in to run this race that are guaranteed. However, they will now have a qualifying race. Let me go through real quick some of the drivers who are going to be locked in. We got Kurt Busch in the number one, Brad Keselowski in the number two, Austin Dillon in the number three, Kevin Harvick makes his iRacing debut in the number four, Ross Chastain in the six, Chase Elliott in the nine, Denny Hamlin in the 11, Ryan Blaney in the 12, Ty Dillon in the number 13, Clint Boyer in the number 14, 17 of Chris Buescher, 18 of Kyle Busch, 20 of Eric Jones, 21 of Matt Benedetto, 22 of Joey Logano, 24 of William Byron, 31 of Tyler Reddick, 37 of Ryan Priest, 38 of John Hunter Nemechek, 43 of Bobby uh, Bubba Wallace, excuse me, 48 of Jimmy Johnson, 51 of Garrett Smithley, 66 of Timmy Hill, 77 of Parker Clickerman, 88 of Alex Bowman, and the number 95 of Christopher Bell. Those are the 26 cars that are locked in. And there's going to be two cars that are going to be able to race in. And then there's going to be two additional drivers chosen by Fox that will be given a provisional. Now, I don't know how Fox is going to choose who gets these provisionals. I think it's whoever gives a handsy to both Mike Joy and maybe Jeff Gordon, and those guys will pick. They'd be like, well... I did not like how he finished 12th in the race, but man, he was able to work the shaft by the end of the race, so I'm going with this guy. That could be the way it goes. I don't know. But here's the drivers who are going to try to make it in. We got Quinn Hoff in the double zero. He's going to make his debut. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets moved back into the qualifying race. I don't know why in the world they did that, but... Whatever. Brandon Poole can actually run the Cup Series now since he is a Cup Series driver. Holy shit, isn't that a shocker? In the number 15, Bobby Labonte back in the number 19 machine. He's in the qualifying race. Then you got Corey LaJoy in the number 32. Michael McDowell in the 34. Cole Custer makes his debut in the 41. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the 47. Chad Fincham in the number 49. J.J. Yelly in the number 52. Joey Gase in the number 53. 89 of Landon Castle and Daniel Suarez in the number 96. So only two of these drivers get to move on. If I had to make a pick on which two drivers could make it in, I would have to say Landon Castle and Dale Earnhardt Jr. by just how well they've ran. And I say the two people who are going to provide handsies to the Fox Sportscasters, I'm going to have to say it's going to be Bobby Labonte and... ooh. Maybe Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell said he had a sponsor, but he wasn't invited. So how heartless is that by them? And Daniel Suarez in the number 96. I mean, granted, he's been kicked out of the iRacing event twice. But in a situation where we had potential races, actually not potential. It was races, what Kyle Larson said. No matter how you see it, it was a racial slur. So their thought process is, okay, who's the guy who's not from this country? Daniel Suarez. Put him in the qualifier race. He's not locked in. <laughs> Bravo, NASCAR. Way to put us back again. So it's going to be interesting to see, but now we got qualifying back on. It only lasted a week. And now the moment we've been waiting for. When are we going to go back to real racing? Well, they just gave us an update, and that is with the Martinsville race the Martinsville race the blue emu maximum relief 500 which is scheduled from a 8th to the 9th has just gotten an update it has been postponed to a later date it's like son of a bitch we 
just want to race. We just want to watch this racing, please. Beg for you to just start it back up. But I understand why they're doing it. I mean, this COVID-19 pandemic is getting worse and worse as time goes by. I mean, more and more cases are starting to just multiply almost at this point. So they're going to postpone that race. And it looks like the rest of the races, they may run in May without fan attendance. So unfortunately, we won't have fans, according to the last news story, where I got a recording of them yelling, show your butthole. We won't see any butthole in the next few races. So that's a bit of a bummer. However, it's going to be great to see if they're able to do real racing. Now, the governor of Florida is trying to work something with NASCAR so they run in Daytona. I'm not sure how that will work if they'll just do a bunch of races at Daytona. And I don't know if I like the idea of that. I've seen a bunch of cars get wrecked and then having Ryan Newman almost got seriously injured in an accident i mean do we really want to go back to that track and keep running there until we get more and more accidents or do we just wait until these races open back up but they said it could be within the next few weeks we're going to see how this 36 race schedule they still say they're going to run all those races now we've cut back i do believe at this point it's seven races so i don't know how they're going to fit them in it's going to be definitely interesting to see but we're starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just going a little bit further back, but we should be racing here pretty soon in the month of May. Ricky Craven, driver of the number 32 PPI Motorsports car back in the early 2000s, announces his retirement as a TV analyst at the end of the 2020 season. It was just announced Thursday night on Facebook that he said he was going to be done with NASCAR. He said he's enjoyed his time. He hasn't been in a race car since 2005. He's been 14 years on TV as a NASCAR analyst. And he said that the NASCAR world um, has more qualified people to commentate than a 1995 Rookie of the Year and winner of each of the NASCAR top three divisions. He says it's his his time and let me just say to Ricky Craven for those of you who do not know who he is just remember the 2003 Darlington race you know the one that was just like mere centimeters of a victory that's who Ricky Craven is and he was a great TV analyst I don't know if I really enjoyed him too much as an announcer I remember he announced a mid-Ohio race and it was just like uh, this is basically almost how it was I mean look at the way he's taking that turn one and two as a driver you got to remember that turn one and two can be a lot different from turn three and four and as he goes into three and four he's remembering what it was like in one and two it's just a little bit different as he cranks the wheel turning on gear and then wondering when does he have to pit when does he have to do he did that for like 60 laps I was just like oh man Ricky Cr I know you're an intelligent man but man you were kind of flexing on us just a little bit there but it is Ricky Craven's last year um for all of us in NASCAR, we just say thank you so much, Ricky Craven, for some of the great memories you have provided and also being a TV analyst for the Fox Network. You did a great job and you will be missed. And that will conclude the news in the racing world. Today's news was sponsored by Mama, what's our sponsor? E, we don't have a sponsor, sir. What do you mean we don't have a sponsor? E, nobody listens to this channel. People are listening. We got to have at least one sponsor. I have a sponsor for you. Are you ready? I swear, if you freaking give me something that is vile or disgusting, I am going to take your head and shove it up Momo's ass, okay? E, I think that's unnecessary, sir. No, no, no. Here it is, just for you. Alright, let's see what we got here. 
Today's news was sponsored by Power Entertainment Network Information Services. Huh. When you just need the tip, call 557-3647 or 55penis for short. Ooh. You son of a bitch! I'll kill you! He's such a naive idiot. Vanilla Weavers is going crazy again. What's new? It wouldn't be an episode without me going crazy on Arrogant Analyst, but thank you guys so much for listening. I have a lot of fun with this podcast, and I hope you guys do too. We will see how the Richmond race goes, but until next time, thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. You all take care.